0: everybody welcome back to the straight line with Ryan Leaf another tremendous weekend of NFL games all started on last Thursday of course with that matchup between Tennessee and Green Bay um th- there's this is a little new for us here all right this is the first possible weekend we could be below 500 we are at the moment 6 and 6 and 1 the weekend. All right? So this evening's game incredibly important between the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. The line is huge, so it always makes us think twice about it. We're going to get into that matchup a little bit later, but uh um yeah, you know, this is this is what this is what how the other other people live in the world, huh? People who do not pick above 500 uh every single weekend in the NFL. So Hopefully, we're not living on that side of the Miranda line or whatever you want to call it when tonight is up in Mexico City. Let's go to the Sunday night football matchup first, okay? My Chargers, I picked against them, all right? I I tend to like to go with the Chargers, but I mean, the Chiefs have always had their number. Just does. You know who does in particular? Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I mean, they just dominate. Justin Herbert played incredibly well in this game. This was a five-point margin uh, or a five-point spread. So we went with the Chiefs. Uh, this is one of our losses, right? They the, they did not cover. Los Angeles, in fact, had the lead with about a minute and a half to go. And I remember thinking, as as I was watching the game, how they just left them too much time. Just left them too much time. And sure enough, they went right down the field and Travis Kelsey got open in man coverage. I do not understand how they do not double-team Travis Kelsey, especially with all the big-time wide receivers that were out. If they did in that game, Justin Watson and um, and, and their other tight ends, as well as Sky Moore, absolutely stepped up miraculously. They played an incredible game, and Patrick Mahomes – Solidified himself at the very top of the list for the MVP race. He is by far the favorite now, continues to be himself, uh, has gotten better in the offseason. Uh, ha- not having Tyreek Hill just is just a better quarterback. When he doesn't use his legs, he uses his arm and is incredibly potent. As for the Chargers, it just they keep getting injured, right? Keenan Allen was limited. And Michael Williams was back, made a big catch, but hurt his ankle once again. Uh defensively, they're really limited too, and they stayed in this football game, but ultimately they couldn't stay. With Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs win by three. We lose. But Chiefs now pretty much sew up the AFC West, I feel, with that win. Now having a two-game advantage over the Los Angeles Chargers. All right. Another one we got wrong, okay? We thought very comfortably uh, that the Vikings were, were, were something special, right? They had proven it after going back and looking at buffalo game if you remove some of the main components in that football game right the fumble at the goal line the fourth down reception uh all of those things you or the 75 yard touchdown run by dalvin cook i mean you would argue that that buffalo won that game by 20 points and so what we kind of thought about the vikings showed up at home against a very inconsistent but went on Dallas Cowboys team is potent. You know, what I think Kellen Moore did in this game is he just he said screw it. Uh, Tony Pollard's our best football player on this team outside of maybe Dak Prescott. So, if that's the case, when I do get opportunities to put him in the game, we're going to target him. And we're going to target him a lot, and that's what they did and he was he was the best player on the field uh, on Sunday. They dominated Kirk Cousins. It's great to have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, right? It's great to have those Great players, but if you don't have the protection and you don't have a quarterback that can be mobile and get outside the pocket and do some other things, those guys become obsolete. Justin Jefferson is just another guy when he's not catching the football, right? He needs the ball in his hand to be different, and he wasn't. The back end played great. The, The front seven played even better getting to the quarterback. Micah Parsons had another heck of a game, and then on the offensive side of it, like I said, Tony Pollard went nuts. Dak Prescott had one of his most accurate games, was so proficient. Uh, and, and and this team dominated on the road, forty to three. Now, um, that snaps the Vikings' seven-game winning streak. Also, it showcases what Dallas is capable of. Like they have enough talent and, and and good players to behave like this, not like what they did in Green Bay a week ago. Hoping that's an anomaly. Hoping more that the Cowboys are what this team is. And uh, what I loved about what Kellen Moore did, offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, he removed any confusion between Dak and his receivers, which they had in the first half of the Green Bay game last week. Remember he threw two interceptions because of confusion between Dalton Schultz and CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott. This time, no, no confusion necessary. A lot of man coverage, at least man, uh, man free and in Tony Pollard was the answer in this game, and they dominated. Now they get the Giants on a short week for Thanksgiving, uh, and 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 right now the Dallas Cowboys are very much in the NFC race uh, for the playoffs. Okay, the Philadelphia Eagles on the road against the upstart Indianapolis Colts with Jeff Saturday, and they did not lead in this game until the very end. Uh, it was a tough game, and I think it was a very important game. I thought that with the Colts um, getting that win a week ago against the like unlikely Raiders, that they would kind of come back down to the earth. The honeymoon was a bit over where the Philadelphia Eagles who got beat for the first time would realize and, and understand that, that the pressure was off and they can just go ball out. Well, neither of those things happened. Indianapolis played incredibly well. Philadelphia struggled mightily. The d- defense was getting run through. Again, in the running game, they got a little bit tougher in the second half, was able to get a few more stops. And then Jalen Hurts took over down the stretch and scored two touchdowns late in that game to get the win 17 to 10 Um, or 17 to 16. I I, I would argue that Jeff Saturday got to experience what NFL football is like as a head football coach, right? I mean, the littlest things could cost you. And that's what ultimately did them in their inability to, you know, finish drives uh, and settle for field goals. Uh, Allowed Jalen Hurts and the Eagles to come back huge win for them but what I would argue is that any team in the NFC regardless of who you are is capable of getting beat which sets up for an amazing run towards the playoffs because guess what that means if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get in right and host a playoff game they're, they're in the conversation right the Washington Commanders a team we talked about a week ago maybe they're in the conversation after getting another win But the Eagles win this one, 17-16. Now uh, at top of the NFC all by themselves since the Vikings lost. The Patriots, this is a good word, stun the Jets. Not not in a way of of dominating or uh, doing things out of the ordinary. This game was 3-3. Who took the under on this one? We did. I'm glad we did. This was our first winner of the weekend in our breakdown here. Uh, Just absolute, uh, you know, dismantling of Zach Wilson once again. I mean, he, for the love of him, cannot get it figured out. And um, the Patriots shut him down, held him to three points, and then made the biggest play of the game, which was on special teams, and returned a punt for a touchdown with about five seconds remaining. There was a bit of a controversy. looked like there could have been a block in the back, but it was like within, you know, inside the – 10 or 15 yard line I don't think it would have packed the game I assume that that New England would have kicked the field goal to win it six to three rather than 10 to three but nonetheless the bigger conversation in all this is what Zach Wilson did after the game now he played an incredibly poor football game 77 passing yards I think they had somewhere around five yards of total offense in the second half they did not run the ball well they did not protect him incredibly well but there were wide receivers running around that were We're definitely open in that second half when asked at halftime or when asked after the game, whether or not he believes the offense, let the defense down. His response was no, no, I don't. Okay. Coming from the guy 25 years ago, who when played as poorly as he did had the opportunity to own up to and take accountability for my actions and didn't, I fully understand the absolute shitstorm that is coming for Zach Wilson. Unless he steps up to the mic today or tomorrow, firmly apologizes and says these three things. I was incredibly frustrated uh, and embarrassed and humiliated with the performance. I need to be better. We as an offense need to be better. And that starts with me. What I said on Sunday was not a, um, uh, was not reflective of that. And he needs to sound sincere doing it. I I apologized the next day after yelling at the official, but I just took the piece of paper, folded it up, and threw it into my locker, right? I didn't want to apologize. So that's where where Zach's at. He really is. And you have to take a hard look and wonder, are the Jets better off without him? Robert Sala was so excited to get him back. They see what they see in practice, but everybody else on the outside is watching it play out in real time. And they're and they're you know, and I usually don't I don't buy in onto the the comparisons with me, but there's statistics and behaviors that are backing this up a little bit when it comes to Zach Wilson. We'll see how he responds. We really will uh, in their next week's matchup. Okay, the bills, they snap a two game skid. and this week was incredibly difficult. Uh, you know, the game got moved to Detroit because of the terrible snowstorm in buffalo players were wondering whether they were even going to be able to get to the plane to get out they do they have a slow start cleveland looks good early defense shows up late so does josh allen and the offense they ultimately pull away and win this football game 31 23 in a home game in detroit next stop for them they return to detroit on thanksgiving today to take on a detroit lions team that is hot Speaking of the Lions, they win their third straight under Dan Campbell. They are now four and six. They knock off all the Giants. As much as everybody thought the Giants were a paper tiger, yesterday was confirmation of that. Simply was. Uh, They shut down Saquon Barkley running the football. And when you ask Daniel Jones to be the sole representative offensively to get it done in that kind of weather and that kind of wind, he turns it over. He turned it over a few times. The Giants we're never in this football game. And then the dominating running force and the physical nature that, that Detroit displayed is problematic for anybody who plays the lions moving forward, because they can dictate time of possession. Uh, They can dictate their will of sorts. And Jared Goff just being accurate when he needs to be. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown. This lion's team is effective. And with the NFC of which we talked about being a problem, I do like, what the uh, Lions have in store for them, right? They're a team that could, uh, they're right there with Green Bay. They're still sitting in the back part of the, that division, and they easily keep, could keep moving forward And if they keep winning. They have a big one against the Bills, of course, on Thursday on Thanksgiving Day. The Ravens, this was a good one, right? We went, we went with the Carolina Panthers plus the 13.5 simply because Uh, That's a big number, and the Ravens haven't been able to really put anybody away this year. Carolina plays great defense, and that's exactly what it was, right? Nothing that Baker Mayfield did who got the start for Carolina, but it was all about the defense. This game was tied 3-3 till late in the fourth quarter when the Ravens got a defensive turnover, turned it into points. They win this game 13-3. I don't necessarily walk away from this thinking, oh, you know, what we thought of the Ravens just a week ago is different it isn't it, they are who they are they are a very good physical football team they are limited at the wide receiver position they have to be better rushing the football but what i really liked was how well they played on defense because this is a much maligned defensive football team for them for, for most of the year right they've given up three uh double digit leads uh, that they ultimately lost this season they are still on top of the afc north we'll see how that shapes up down the line speaking of the afc north the Bengals rally past the Steelers Steelers played really well early on TJ Watt is a factor he gets another great interception Um, there must be something that teams are seeing with Joe Burrow and how quickly he has to get the ball out because these defenders are doing a great job of not only knocking the ball down but in TJ Watt's case intercepting it at the line of scrimmage it was a great catch they win this game 37 to 30 concerns Joe Mixon out possibly with a concussion how much longer Jamar Chase will be out, but then Samarji Pirine shows up and catches three touchdown passes from Joe Burrow. T Higgins, once again, he's a number one receiver. He just happens to play on a team that has another number one receiver, in Jamar Chase. He was great yesterday. Joe Burrow looked superb. He was calm, cool, and collected, even under pressure, once again, from a Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Unfortunately for the Steelers, um, you know, they just weren't able to match points for points with them. Kenny Pickett is learning. I still think he's going to make an exceptional uh, NFL quarterback, especially for the Steelers. It's just not happened right now. They they ran the ball better. Defensively, they played well enough, but you you can argue that both defenses played incredibly poorly, right? 37 points, uh, 67 combined in this game, but that's the way it went down. All right. Taylor Heineke and our Washington commanders. You know, we talked about them being a possible playoff team. Well, They went down on the road, and instead of doing what the Giants did a week ago and barely getting by the Houston Texans, they dominated this football game from start to finish. Taylor Heineke is the answer. He has been the difference for this football team ever since Carson Wentz went down. They rushed the football. They are efficient on third down, which is something they struggled with and it's what's made them so potent the last couple weeks. And the Houston Texans just continue to – you know, slug their way through another season. I don't think Davis Mills has given them a a, a resounding yes or no on, on whether he's the answer or not because the team has been so bad. But with where they're at, I wouldn't be surprised if they go after a quarterback in this year's NFL draft. Um, commanders keeping pace now uh, in the NFC East when you talk about them. You really got to talk about um, all four of those teams right now. And you could argue with the Giants sitting there with three losses now, that the Washington commanders uh, have have made their way past them in a a very competitive division. All right. Falcons take on the, took on the bears. Uh, We liked the bears here at plus three. This ended up being a push as the Falcons found a way to win big deal in this game. Cordell Patterson, once again, showcased his amazing skills as a returner. He is a hall of famer. If you're going to put Devin Hester in at some point, then Cordell Patterson belongs in the conversation. He takes back his ninth kickoff for a touchdown that got Atlanta back in this game. Uh, Marcus Mariota in the running game, Arthur Smith's design gets it done. They make Justin Fields average. They rushed collectively as a team. I think they held them under 160 yards of rushing yards on this team. Uh, they pushed Justin Fields to do things he wasn't comfortable with, even got him hurt a little bit. Um, you know, Unfortunately for... The Atlanta Falcons. It sounds like Kyle Pitts has done uh, a number on his knee and may be out the rest of the year. Not that he has been incredibly impactful, but he can change the dynamic of a game because of his ability and everything like that. The Bears. I think they've what they've learned this year is that Justin Fields can be a quarterback in this league, a, a dominant force. The team's not very good. He doesn't have receivers to go to. It's going to be a slug. It's going to be a struggle throughout the year. But I think some questions have been answered about Justin Fields and his capabilities of leading a team uh, at the NFL level. All right, Saints, Rams. We liked the Rams here. We should have stuck with our original idea and went with the under um, or over. I can't remember what we went with. Initially, we wanted the over 39. We would have loved that one. We would have 27 to 20. This Instead, we went Rams plus three. Matthew Stafford goes down at halftime with a possible another concussion. He'll be out. Bryce Perkins played pretty well in his relief, but they just don't have the horses. And, you know, Andy Dalton in the game plan on the offensive side of the football was great. Andy Dalton was almost perfect, but they utilized Taysom Hill a ton, right? And that confused uh, the Rams a little bit on defense, and they took advantage of it. They rushed the ball pretty well. Avin Kamara caught some balls out of the backfield, and the Saints in a division where things could get Tight here, depending on what the Buccaneers ultimately do. Atlanta jumps a little closer. Carolina gets beat, but the Saints get a victory. Uh, the Rams officially done. Uh there will be not, there will not be a repeat uh, world champion in the NFL. Uh, I doubt that the Rams will even get a chance to get to the playoffs uh with too many losses uh with some of their key players. I, th- I think the Andrew Whitworth uh, loss in the offseason has been much more important than any other loss on this football team. Of course, it's just, they can't protect the quarterback. Therefore Matthew Stafford continues to get beat up every single week uh, and and they get beat. All right, let's go to the, what we thought was going to be the best division in football, the AFC West. These are the two bottom dwellers in Denver between the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders and another, you know, kind of back and forth game uh, inefficiencies on offense. Uh, Another example of Nathaniel Hackett making some terrible um, time management and clock management decisions late in that football game to ultimately, as it goes to overtime, uh, Derek Carr finds the best player on the field, and that was Devontae Adams for the second touchdown of the game on a big play. Patrick Sertain had a a tough day guarding him. Not that that's uh, unheard of. A lot of people have a tough time guarding him, but... um, if you would consider the Denver Broncos out of the playoff contention, and as soon as that is an inevitability, um, I would argue that Nathaniel Hackett is out. I do not think he will last the rest of the season unless they stay in some way, shape, or form playoff eligible. But that's that time's running out soon because what you're doing is you're ruining the legacy of, of Russell Wilson, and if not not correcting this soon, you could be in a position where you've absolutely taken on a $250 million quarterback and turned him into into dust. Um, He was incredibly um, accurate yesterday. Um, He was under pressure and made some big plays and big throws. But ultimately, down the stretch, it doesn't matter. You have to win these football games, and he's not. And that's going to be laid at his feet alongside their much maligned first-year head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. All right, that's your rundown of the matchups from this weekend Uh, when we come back i'm going to take you through the monday night matchup between the san francisco 49ers the arizona cardinals get you all set for monday night football right here on the straight line with ryan leaf Welcome back everybody to the straight line with Ryan Leaf uh, here in our digital studio. I'm in Los Angeles for the next couple of weeks uh, for the holidays. Going to be with you uh, to take you through a massive uh, week of, of college and pro football. Of course, college football season coming to an end uh, championship weekend a week from now and the NFL playoff picture starting to kind of shape up San Francisco 49ers are going to be a big part of that conversation. The Arizona Cardinals, Not so much. Those two play tonight in the fifth international game for the NFL, this time in Mexico city, 49ers coming off a big win last Sunday night against the uh, Los Angeles chargers and the Cardinals uh, get a win over the Los Angeles Rams with Colt McCoy at the helm. Kyler Murray, again, going to be out. It sounds like tonight. I think that's a good thing for the Arizona Cardinals. I really do. I think he right now is the best thing for them offensively. Now, Having said that, I do think Kyler Murray is a special player. The fact that they paid him all that money locks him into Arizona for a little bit of time. And I don't want this to negatively affect him. If he's healthy enough to go, I would suspect he can, but it wouldn't surprise me if Cliff Kingsbury understanding what's imperative for him, he's more more likely to be fired than than Kyler Murray is if the season doesn't go well. But I think quote McCoy right now in this offense gives this team a better chance to win. Therefore, the 10 point spread for me is a lot. You know us, we do not like double-digit spreads. It rarely hits. Um, my theory has been if it's a double-digit spread, the under is most likely going to hit as well. Well, we're flying in the face of both of that. I I this is not my pick. I think 49ers win. If you want to take the the chance at at the money line, I don't like the number at 10. I do like the total here. I do like the over of 42 and a half points. I do think both teams. Score. I think the San Francisco has added the weapons necessary with Christian McCaffrey. And I do think Colt McCoy feels comfortable in this offense and is capable of scoring points. Uh, The defense for San Francisco is very comparable to the Los Angeles Rams. And we saw what Colt McCoy and the the Arizona Cardinals were able to do on the road against the Rams the week ago. So um, I I think the over hits in this one, hopefully it does, takes us to over 500 for the weekend, which is a streak that I am really, 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 fond of so let's keep it rolling also before we get you out of here let's go with the top player prop from the night christian mccaffrey anytime touchdown i think right now a 145 uh he's going to be targeted a ton in the red zone but what makes him so special is he's kind of like saquon barkley in this he he can score from anywhere he may get a toss sweep he may get a zone he may get ultimately a screen pass or get thrown out in a in a um yeah, in a route in in the uh, formation and score from anywhere on the field. So that's why I really like Christian McCaffrey in this offense getting an anytime touchdown tonight. All right, let's go. Niners money line if you're up for that, or willing to to dish out the money to to get a a, a smaller return, but the one I like is is the Monday Night Football matchup uh of the total, 42 and a half, the over, and that also gives everybody Something to cheer for, to have a good game uh, internationally, once again, to promote the product and uh, have a have a high-scoring football game. And then, the, of course, the top player prop of the night, an anytime touchdown for Christian McCaffrey in this matchup. 49ers win. They extend their lead. Uh, uh, they, I guess it wouldn't be their lead. They're, they're inching closer to the Seattle Seahawks, who they have beaten already this year. Should make for an interesting conversation in the NFC West between the Seahawks and the 49ers moving forward. You guys enjoy the game tonight. We'll be back later this week. Uh, We're going to do one college football show, and then we're going to incorporate a Thursday and Friday show this week because of the holiday to get you all ready for the Thursday games as well as the uh, ones this weekend. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Enjoy your holiday. We'll talk to you more right here on The Straight Line with Brian Leaf.